0: and hello everyone my name is Jonathan Dornbush and this is podcast beyond IGN's weekly PlayStation show covering all the latest and greatest and cats in the world of PlayStation yes we have a lot of exciting cat gameplay to talk about this week Uh, but before we get to that and before we get to my lovely panel I do want to let you know that IGN is going to be back at Comic-Con in person this year we're going to be doing a live show at Comic-Con if you're listening to this show the week it comes out well good news you can tune into that very live show because Comic-Con is going on from July 20th that is the correct month I had to double check what J month it was July 20th to July 24th uh, we'll be covering the show there All the biggest news about the newest games, movies, TV shows, comics, of course, and everything else from the show floor. We're going to be covering it across all of IGN, and you can tune into our live show on Friday and Saturday, July 22nd and July 23rd. Uh, It'll be streaming across all IGN platforms and such, so head to IGN.com, YouTube, all of our social platforms to stay up to date on all of the latest news. We have a whole big team covering the show uh, as everything goes on, all the big new panels all the big uh, Apple TV shows that I'm sure will be there that we've discussed on the show previously. So it kind of counts to, to your interests. But yeah, tune in a lot of effort goes into, to all the coverage for that show. And it's made by a wonderful team over here at IGN doing all that coverage. So please go check it out all through this weekend. Uh, With, with that said though, let's jump in to this week. I'm joined by Mark Medina.
1: Happy Jeptember, Jonathan Bush. Yep. the fourth J month. You actually had it wrong. You said July. You meant Jeptember.
0: I did. That comes right before Joyotathon, I believe.
1: Here, yep. Yep. Also, I love I love when we have people on. You're going to introduce them in a second, Tom. Uh-huh. I love when we have people you on that aren't. just introduced them. Yeah, I already did it. And we're here. We're joined by Tom Marks uh, that aren't here very often, and they don't realize that this is actually an Apple TV Plus podcast now nothing to do with PlayStation so I did miss sorry that.
2: tom i, I have yeah. missed that in the interim so uh, that's cool. the
0: big change
1: let's talk it's, about severance <laughs> oh we did You've we did right for place, like sorry. two straight months <laughs>
0: <laughs> we're also joined this week by Jada Griffin Jada hello
3: hello i'm i'm just waiting for jovember to get here because that's when you know another big game's going to come out you know that's that's uh, that's what we're waiting for right
0: john of jar Jack Narock. yeah, I believe that's the one yes. we're waiting
3: for. It's
1: getting out of control. Uh,
0: <laughs> jo- Jovember November is also the month of our uh, coworker's birth, Jobert, and that isn't a mistaken name. That's just Jobert's name. I'm not. Yep. I'm not changing any letter there. It's anyway, my birthday. Nice. Uh, well, we'll we'll get to those celebrations soon enough because uh, the 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 days move quickly these days. I find. Uh, but anyway, we're also joined this week as Mark ruined as a surprise mm-hmm. for the audio mm-hmm. listeners by Tom Marks. Tom, good to see you.
2: I I said anything I was going to say before, so I I don't have anything to say now. <laughs> he, just, he didn't prepare a <laughs> <Yeah>. second intro. <laughs> no.
0: Tom, always have a second, a third, a fourth intro, a house reference to throw in there. You yeah. know, you got to have everything.
2: Is that uh, on Apple TV Plus now?
0: I wish. <laughs> then, man, this would just become like an episode of Take Your Time. But that's not <laughs> what it is. It's an episode of Podcast Beyond, and we have a bit to talk about. Obviously, we're going to be talking about Stray which is out this week. If you're listening to the show, it should be out already. If you're a PlayStation Plus extra or premium subscriber, you get it at no extra cost as part of just sort of the monthly lineup of games. Otherwise, you can buy it there or on PC. Uh, We're going to be talking about our impressions of it as Tom was the reviewer of it. But before we get there, I want to cover just some briefly uh, the PlayStation news, uh, both from the end of last week and earlier this week. Uh, that has occurred. For reference, we're recording the show a day earlier than we normally do, so if any other big PlayStation news drops on Wednesday morning, apologies, we'll get to it. We're story. screwed. Yeah, we're just going <laughs> to delete worry. this episode. Uh, but let's talk about the news that did happen in between. Uh, first off, uh, some news that broke pretty much right after we recorded last week's show uh, is the announcement of PlayStation Stars, which is a new loyalty program uh these uh words that i'm about to read come directly from the playstation blog so that's why it's in first person
1: right from shuhei uh, himself
0: <laughs> shuhei wrote all of these words uh, i'm pleased to re- he did not uh, but hello shuhei uh the playstation blog report said i'm pleased to reveal playstation stars a brand new loyalty program that celebrates you the player for being on this ever-growing gaming journey with us playstation stars will be free to join when it launches later this year once you become a member you'll earn rewards by completing a variety of campaigns and activities our monthly check-in campaign simply requires you to play any game to receive an award, while other campaigns require you to win tournaments, earn specific trophies, or even be the first player to platinum a blockbuster title in your local time zone. Uh, you'll be able to earn loyalty points that can be redeemed for things like uh, PSN wallet funds, or select PlayStation Store products, that's where they sell you know, merch, t-shirts, uh, water bottles, pins, all that sort of stuff based on PlayStation games. Uh, As an additional benefit, PlayStation Plus members enrolled in PlayStation Star's automatically earn points for purchases on the PlayStation Store. Uh, And also as part of this, you'll be able to earn a new type of reward called Digital Collectibles. Collectibles are uh, as diverse as our portfolio of products and franchises. They are digital representations of things that PlayStation fans can enjoy, including figurines of beloved and iconic characters from games and other forms of entertainment. As well as cherished devices, devices, excuse me, that tap into Sony's history of innovation. Uh, but if that you know raises any sort of thoughts of other type of things, Sony definitively said that these digital collectibles, which is the only name they have for them right now, are not NFTs. Uh, specifically, talking to the Washington Post, the vice president of network Jada's advertising gone. loyalty. <laughs> oh, Jada left because of our. <laughs> Jada's still here. There we go. She's back. Um, I'm back. Vice President of Network Advertising Loyalty and Licensed Merchandise Grace Chen said clear that it's definitely not NFTs. Definitely not, Chen said to the Washington Post. You can't trade them or sell them. It is not leveraging any blockchain technologies and definitely not NFTs. Um, So whatever those digital collectibles will be, though, uh, still a little bit up for debate. Uh, Mark, I do want to start with you on one bit of it before we get into the digital collectibles, because I know you had been kind of talking about it in Slack the day this news happened. What do you think of sort of the the loyalty points for uh, trophy earning or for being the first to earn trophies? How do you, how do you feel about that aspect of it?
1: First off, I'm I'm glad that PlayStation finally got their own Game Pass, and now I'm glad that they're finally getting their own Xbox Microsoft rewards. So that's it's great catching up. They're, they're just, good services. They're good they're have. getting there, guys. <laughs> I'm actually really excited. I'm like every time I log into my Xbox and I get some sort of like reward thing, I'm like, man, I wish, I wish PlayStation had this. Um, yeah i think it's uh i think it's really cool i think it's fine for people who want to uh uh, you know partake the only one that was like kind of weird to me was the uh be the first player to platinum a blockbuster title in your local time zone i'm like well let's see first off that sounds unhealthy to be like i'm gonna be the first one to get horizon or like Elden rings platinum (laughs) you're like jesus christ Mm -hmm. also how does that negate press Because, like, as we're about to talk about, like, I we probably could have got Stray's Platinum. Like, I think most of us are close. And, like, the game came out today. Probably could have, like, grinded and got it before. So, like, that's not really fair. So, it's like, and and I think a lot of us had uh, the Spider-Man Platinum before that game ever came out. So, it's like, I'd be interested to see how they're, like, okay, the first trophy has to be earned after this date or something like that. Or you're, because, like, Brian from PS, or what is it? Uh yes our picks Power picks He he's just gonna win every single time right like he's just <laughs> so i would i'm interested to see what they uh how they how they gate press there
0: yeah it's gonna be interesting i feel like what you said basically starting the clock at any they have to start earning trophies at this date any trophies earned beforehand has to be negated but then it creates like do they have the back-end capacity to do that even do they have to start building that into it um do they have to then, like? blacklist certain accounts is that the easier way they have to go about it? it it leads to a lot of questions there it'll be interesting but at the very least i think like people probably already do race to have that you know like whether it's on power picks or like exo phase or wherever like people like being the first person to have gotten that trophy already so like you said it's just good to have this stuff that naturally will reward us earning specific trophies or us just playing games as we would or, or making purchases it, It's good to just finally have that here, Jada. How do you feel about the sort of like overall offerings of
3: this? The whole like smorgasbord of everything coming with it, specific part of it, yeah. Um, I I think it's good. I think they're leaning into things that people are already doing, so it's not going to be like something extra you have to do. Um, if you want to earn more, you can do more. If you don't, you don't. Um, I think it's confirming though that we're getting PlayStation Home too. That's what we're getting. PlayStation <laughs> I think Home it's is back proof. again. Definitive proof. PlayStation Home again is coming. It's it's going to be place. It's going to be PlayStation's homecoming. They're going to tie it in with Spider-Man movies. It's going to be all it's gonna be the whole home thing again. We're Data was it. Was
1: looking it's for happening. a sign, and this is it.
3: <laughs> this is the
0: sign. <laughs> I mean, Sony Sony Pictures kind of relies all on the Spider-Man machine, and so yeah, why not put that into the PlayStation Homecoming as well? Um we'll we'll see i do i mean that does raise the question of what what we do with those digital collectibles and i guess tom my first question is what digital digital collectible are you most excited to collect if you could have any playstation digital collectible what would it be
3: Jonathan, uh, it's to a it's a, obviously it's obviously a bow tie
1: to this it's obviously your digital <laughs> shelf
3: <laughs> no I, I want clank just
2: okay. like i just want clank you just want clank yeah you just want That's a good. That's a good choice. I know that brings up a weird question of like, is he a a thing or a person? But I, I just that's my answer. Is I would like Clank.
0: I I would. I think we'd all kind of like Clank in our lives. He's so helpful. Yeah. Um. I mean, though, with these collectibles, I'm curious what you think of like, what does that excite you at all? Because I have a lot of questions about how it gets implemented. But does the idea of having basically like virtual action figures alongside your trophies excite you?
2: Yes and no, right? Like, it depends on what they do with it and how cool they are, how well they're done. Like, is, you know, the the, the kind of two sort of examples of this that I, I look to immediately or think about immediately, I don't necessarily know if this is exactly what they're going to look like. Because obviously, we don't know a ton about this system yet. But the two things that jumped to my mind immediately were like trophies in Smash Bros, mm-hmm. right? Which were mm-hmm. really fun to collect, and you got rewarded for doing different things in that game to get these trophies. And it was really fun to do that. And then the other thing I think about is like steam trading cards, which you are kind of given out by just playing games generally and aren't very exciting and don't really do much and used to be more interesting. And then sort of have just like, they just sort of exist now. So like mm-hmm. I, I think that this whole digital collectibles thing is a really neat idea for sure. And I think it could fall anywhere on that spectrum or beyond of like, yeah, this yeah. could be a really cool fun little thing to just sort of like collect as you go and get rewarded for stuff you were already going to do anyway or kind of encourage you to kind of go outside of your comfort zone a little bit. Or it could just be glorified different versions of trophies, right? Like we don't yeah. we don't really know yet. Um, yeah. and, but I'm optimistic. It doesn't sound like you're losing anything by having this system <laughs> exist.
0: Um, you mentioning the Sp- Smash Bros thing. For me, it also brings to mind like another game with, with Astros because Astros Playroom had that digital, essentially, right. uh, history museum of PlayStation. And I feel like, am I just going to be earning those basically? But, you know, to Jada's point, it raises the question of where is this digital shelf going to live? How can I access it? How can I look at it? Yeah. Wh- can I share it with friends? Can someone else come see my shelf? Do I have to like post a photo of it? It raises a lot of questions of how it gets implemented into the PS5.
2: Yeah, Tom it's not, said something it's not,
1: that, oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say something you said just like terrified me, I didn't think about it. It's like, is this gonna end up being like some sort of separate list? Like I have the platinum trophy in this game and now I have to collect all the other digital trophy. Please, please no. <laughs>
2: I mean it, it could be right like this is a thing is this isn't like a and this is what I'm about to say isn't a bad thing it's not a criticism but this doesn't sound like a wildly unique or new idea so it's just gonna come down to what they do with it and how they implement it in terms of like how successful it is how interesting it becomes all that sort of stuff Because it it could easily go either way but like it sounds fun right like it just whatever they do with it, it at least right now sounds amusing.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm hoping it is a fun thing that we can access. I think that was the joy of the Astros bit of it was like you could mess around with it a little bit. It would make the noises of the you know the console or the right. the disc tray would pop out and things like that. Um, but perhaps it does portend the arrival of Home Two, as as Jada would hope. I mean, that'd um, be a cool use. It would, Jada. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't end up being PlayStation Home Two, is there any other way that you see this or that you would want it to be implemented as part of your like PS Five experience?
3: If it doesn't, if it's not home, I see them doing another Astros uh playroom, but this one is kind of a ongoing thing that evolves as you play. Kind of like how this the 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 lobby room in Astros playroom and it has a bunch of stuff that appears as you find I can't remember if it was collectibles or whatever it was that made things start to appear in Astros, and it kind of that kind of starts to evolve and change as you uh collect these digital collectibles from other games you play they just start popping into this new astros play world um homeroom or whatever i'm just gonna stick on the home thing
0: no no Um, you just astros play world is a perfect name for their next game there you go that needs to be Um, it
3: so but yeah that's uh that's that's that would be how the other way i could see it happening because astro already had like you guys pointed out already has this um basis for going in and implementing these other games into its world. Um, So I think it's just the right way to go for the next one.
0: It would be very cool to have something interactable with it and to not just have it kind of sit on that shelf. But yeah, like Tom, to your point as well, like the smash brothers integration also comes to mind very well. And yeah, some middle ground in here, hopefully we can find to get these things, but yeah, Mark, at least for your worry, I I don't think it's going to be like collect 50 of these per game. I think it's going to be maybe one or two. Mostly because then they have to create too many of these things, and they probably don't <laughs> want to have to do that. But uh, whatever it ends up actually being, obviously, we'll keep an eye on this. Uh, PlayStation Stars isn't launching, you know, immediately or anything, and it'll be a little while before then. Uh, but yeah, we'll we'll look forward to whatever these digital collectibles and and extra uh, funds in our PSN wallet actually let us buy. But uh, moving on from there, just to wrap up a little bit of other news, I uh, wanted to briefly mention uh, God of War Ragnarok finally has a bit of a lengthier story synopsis. Uh, if you don't want to know, if you don't want this information, take off your headphones or look at the description of the the episode because I'm going to to have time codes in there so you can just skip this and you don't need to know any of this. But uh, there is a little bit of a mention of what's coming, and the official description reads, No, Jada, you can't put your hands over the I was headphones. Like,
1: I was like, <laughs> I have to feel like that has the opposite effect of what you're trying to <laughs> accomplish. Uh,
0: the, the important parts worth mentioning from here is uh, the synopsis says, quote, Fimblewinter is well underway. Kratos and Atreus must journey to each of the nine realms in search of of answers as Asgardian forces prepare for a prophesied battle that will end the world. Along the way, they will explore stunning mythical landscapes and face fearsome enemies in the form of Norse gods and monsters. The threat of Ragnarok grows ever closer. Kratos and Atreus must choose between their own safety and the safety of the realms. Um, I think the Big thing worth pointing out here, and if anyone has any thoughts on it or knows Norse myth better than I do, which would probably be pretty easy to accomplish, uh, is obviously Fimble Winter preceding Ragnarok. So we know that this this game isn't entirely focused around this, the singular event of Ragnarok. We're going to get some time before that moment occurs, if it does occur. Obviously, that's probably a big question as well. Um, but we know we're going to get this little stretch of time beforehand i think sony santa monica also tweeted out recently don't worry it's not all snow levels if you know fimble winter brings <laughs> to mind the idea that it'll all be snow as you travel the nine realms uh, and then the other big part of it being you'll be fighting as guardian forces so obviously we've seen teases of you know who kratos will be up against uh which again i won't spoil if you if you don't want to know if you haven't been paying attention to things but um you know i i think it gives us a little bit more of a setting for the game but at this point You know, we've talked about a little bit on the show, Mark, Jada, Tom. I don't, uh, I just want to play. I don't need to know anything more. I just want to go and play.
1: Yeah, Give me the game. (laughs) This
2: this synopsis was like nice to hear because it it teases a few things, but also it is basically exactly what I would expect from if I had (laughs) like after just playing the first game, right? Is like, Mm -hmm. oh yeah, this is, this is pretty much where I assumed they were going to go with this. So yeah, I'm the same way. I'm just I'm I'm ready to see it in action.
1: They showed us the back of the box. Cool.
0: Yeah, kind of. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> Minus whatever quotes they want to put on there for launch. Um, but yeah, obviously we're we're in the months leading up. We have the release date. The special editions are out there. They've been on sale. Hopefully those out there were able to get some if you wanted them. Uh, but yeah, we we will be in just a couple months talking about God of War Ragnarok, which is wild, and I can't wait. Uh, Last but not least on the news front, just to mention, uh, PlayStation has continued its investment into esports and has bought repeat.gg. That is one of the biggest esports tournament platforms in the world and helps users compete for cash prizes across online games. Furthermore, it organizes asynchronous esports tournaments that allow players to compete in games, even if they aren't online at the same time. Uh, We've seen this as just, you know, PlayStation's continuing investment in caring about esports, making it a bigger part of... Uh, what they do, obviously with the investment previously in EVO as well as as other moves that they've done. Uh, Apparently, for those who use Repeat, don't worry that this isn't going to make it an exclusive PlayStation platform. Uh, It still will support PC, mobile, and other consoles alongside PlayStation, uh, but it will be used more properly in PlayStation's growing eSports presence, which they haven't really been rushing to tell us what those plans exactly are. It does seem to just be a more prominent piece of the esports puzzle to be a bigger name in that space but you know it it seems to just be kind of going along for them i don't have much else to
3: say about it but
1: i like that website
0: name how many
3: they wanted how many sorry my headset is bugging right now oh no um it makes sense with their drive to do more live service stuff so maybe there's something live servicey oh my goodness my headset is all messed up i apologize do i sound okay you sound great i sound okay yeah all right cool um I just, my audio is all messed up in my head. Um, But yeah, they're trying to do more live service stuff, so it just makes more sense for them to have some type of tournament feature. If there is going to be any type of PVP in these live service things, it's something that could lean, uh, that could work very well together with one another. Yeah
0: absolutely you gotta expect at some point one of their games is going to really try to take advantage of all this stuff if we have 10 multiplayer live service games coming down the pipe well uh and jada if you're having trouble with your headphones feel free to take a a minute to deal with that i don't want you to have to (laughs) not be able to hear us for the rest of the show
1: you squeezed them too hard jada i think when i
3: did that i it gave me like some type of setting and it um it like, changed my settings buttons. when i did that yeah <laughs> so i think i did it live on the show and i messed with my oh, settings no. and i don't remember what the shortcut is to turn it off so i have to go look for the manual to fix that after the show so it's fine i'll deal with it um i just if you see me and there are video watches you see me lifting my headphone that's what fixes it so there we go it's it's not only
0: because our voices you can't stand them but it's because of the problem yeah. in the headphones um <laughs> anyway moving on from there that's just a bit of the playstation news of the week let's talk about this week's big release which is of course stray uh this is from just to set the scene you probably know what stray is but this is from blue 12 studio uh published by annapurna and it is a game where you play as a cat uh you're a lone cat in a sci-fi-ish world uh where the only denizens of it that you meet are robots uh and you're just trying to uh survive and go through it to a certain degree we're going to keep it light on story here if you haven't uh gotten into the game yet we don't want to spoil it for you but you are off on a quest and along the way you meet a lovable robot companion named b12 uh and and get up to a bunch of hijinks uh as a cat anyway i really enjoy this game but before we get into all of our general thoughts on it tom i want to throw to you because you of course Read wrote the review. You didn't just read the review. You wrote the review on IGN for Stray. Uh, people should go check it out. It's also in video form as well. It's a wonderful review. Uh, Jada is taking a break as she figures out her headphones. But Tom, what did you think of Stray? Give us your top-level thoughts.
2: I liked it a lot. Cat game is fun. Um, I was <laughs> Jonathan, you and I were talking about this before we got code, where I was already assigned to the review, and I was like, oh, no, what if the cat game is bad, though? And I have to, like, say the cat game is bad... What a would crushed so sp- our spirits? Yeah, mm-hmm. and and it's not. It's good. It's it's a great game. I gave it an eight. Um, it's really charming. It's very very pretty. Um, I love the world. I love exploring this world. There's kind of this dual, like there's two sort of modes the game goes between. Right, it was just like more linear sort of action, not like full action, but like puzzle platforming sort of sections, and then these more open town sections where you're kind of basically playing a traditional adventure game, um, meeting people, getting items, showing items to people to see if they can tell you where to go next and that sort of stuff, Uh, finding codes for safes written on walls and that, you know, all all that classic adventure game stuff. Um, And both sides of that work well. Uh, Basically, my only, like, overall complaints with the game were that the movement is, like... The, the best way I can describe it is like you don't have a lot of agency in your movement because you don't have like a jump button. You instead just press X when you are like lined up with a certain interactable ledge or whatever and then you jump to that ledge automatically, um, which works fine. It's still fun. It just means that there's basically like no challenge to any of the platforming and occasionally the platforming can be a little bit like, a little bit clunky in that regard but none of that is like game breaking by any means it's still all a very enjoyable and it, you know i i say the game is great right um it's just like that was the only thing kind of like distracting me from otherwise what i was really enjoying
0: well and of course the uh disturbing lack of a photo mode to take cute photos mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> yeah yeah,
0: this is a major issue that needs to be resolved immediately uh Which but no
2: because it's a really pretty it is a genuinely very pretty game it would benefit from a photo mode a lot i
0: think yeah i i wouldn't be shocked if that's a sort of uh you know post-launch thing that comes. i, I the think fight.
1: they'll add it that seems to be the trend even with a lot of triple a games is they just yeah. they add it after yeah,
0: it, it totally makes sense, especially knowing how small a team this is. But yeah, I, I totally get what you're saying for those who haven't been able to play yet. Um, you know, to Tom's point, it's it is like a platformer in the sense of you are jumping onto things and using that to progress, but the challenge that you think of when you think of a platformer is not there because it's a it's a guided jump yeah. every time.
1: Mm-hmm. Um
0: and yeah, I, I think for me the the trickiness there ever usually came from also like camera angle and stuff sometimes. Like you'd need yeah. to occasionally if it was a jump that was too close to you you would need to have the camera kind of angled at a weird angle to make the the pop-up show up for things right um but like you said like in general exploration is really fun because of the world they built it's a really gorgeous and and dense uh and interesting world um and i was surprised at how much i like came to want to know more about it as it went on Mm -hmm. hello jita is back (laughs)
3: <laughs> i am back i uh um, i loving stray uh this is the instruction manual i had to dig out like it's this massive thing i'm just like okay i figured it out um but now that's gone i'm glad um, i'm
0: glad you can hear us that's good to know
3: uh, yes i can hear you guys i can talk without my headset messing up i turned on apparently uh s- like uh touch or speak to like chat or something like that on my oh. headset oh no and so like it totally just threw everything off every time <laughs> i went to talk so oh. Well, um, we're glad you're back
0: and glad that was able to happen um and we'll get to your thoughts if you've been have you been able to play
3: I am I'm about probably maybe ninety minutes in. I've already okay. cried um Good. because I'm a very emotional person um and I love it so far. I haven't gotten any of these cool fancy gadgets um I've got the uh, the little backpack you know, already but uh, or harness, but uh no, I'm just kind of exploring doing my thing right now.
0: Yeah, I will say that that is a question that I think a lot of people will have, and, and Tom, uh, just from your sort of, like, reviewer's perspective, how did you feel in terms of the, like, the terror or the situations that the cat gets placed in? Because I know for some people when it comes to animals and games, harm against them can be a big stopping point. How did you yeah. feel about the game's handling of putting the cat in peril because the player needs to feel, you know, a challenge?
2: I mean, I I maybe have a higher tolerance for that stuff within video games. Mm-hmm. Um like it doesn't make me as anxious, I guess is the right way to put it. Um but there are definitely moments where the cat is in danger. <laughs> um but like it's never a very big deal. Like you can I don't know. I I think it's fine. I think it's it's somebody asked me like is this gonna make me sad if i play this game and like the cat gets hurt and i was like i think it's a pretty safe game for that because uh, the it, it, i don't know it's it's it'll be fine if you have a lower tolerance for that sort of stuff then maybe you're gonna not like some of those sort of more actiony sequences but largely i didn't find any of it um unsettling or off putting in that regard sure
0: i think it's worth mentioning like your cat can quote unquote Die during some of the action scenes, like you can yeah. lose, but there's nothing like gruesomely depicted here. It's not like no. the enemies are you know being awful to the cat. It kind of just happens, and then it's like, oh, you died, game over, retry.
2: And it's not like Tomb on. Raider or whatever, where you know say... there's those horrible, horrible cutscenes where yeah, I can just get like impaled on a tree. It's nothing. It's just sort of like a oh, cat died,
0: red screen, restart, and that's
2: yeah. It, it actually like,
1: cuts break away break. from it really yeah. fast
0: yeah it's pretty it, quick it's clearly a game made by people who love cats and would not want to do that to a cat that said you know there are moments where it, it is tough times for the cat and that may bring up yeah. some sadness for sure there was one or two moments <laughs> that really hit my girlfriend and she had to leave the room for a minute because it was sad but things improve um mark i do want to get your thoughts on it as well because i know you you quite love stray
1: so give i you do your,
0: your top level thoughts on it
1: uh something I want to I, I want to respond about the the jumping. If I had to guess, that that was not the first version of like how this game like kind of ran. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I bet if if I had to guess, I I bet that they've tried other versions. What 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 does that figure?
0: No, you and during my preview they actually talked about it to us and they said we originally had it as a thing where you could just jump around as the cat, but they found that the right. cat people were very easily missing things and it felt very uncat like to constantly miss where you're well, jumping to the thing yeah.
1: with a, the thing is is when a cat jumps right if everything goes correctly they they very much go from one point a to point b right like they there's it's a very direct jump right so to have it any other way to like you know like you you jump as mario and then it's like kind of a guided jump where you can kind of move them like that's not how cats jump right they don't they don't move in midair and you know this is this, as tom says in his review this is not a super cat this is not an altered cat in any way it's just a completely normal cat and so yeah i'm willing to bet that they they tried some sort of free platforming and it just like it didn't look very cat-like because that was right. that was the one thing that i kind of like instantly was was really loved about the game was how much um if you look at the different heights or if you're going from above or below like he has a lot of different animations depending on like he'll he'll if if the if the if it's too high up you know he'll kind of kick his back legs to kind of get him the rest of the way up which is how cats really jump and um yeah and so sorry uh and so i i i just i i don't know of any other way they could have really done it except for with the prompts. Uh, I think think that's uh,
2: totally fair. Like, just real quickly to to touch on that. Like, I think that's totally fair because... Just because I think something didn't quite work doesn't mean mm -hmm. that, like there would have been a better way to do it necessarily right like like i i also understand the world where like when you're trying to hop on these little air conditioners on the sides of buildings that it would get really frustrating and it would not be fun and it wouldn't look good either right like there's also that world just because i didn't think that this sort of thing worked doesn't mean that like i'm like why didn't they just do it that way right so i think you're totally right and i think i'm Mm. not surprised to hear what you were saying jonathan um I just think that the solution they came up with was like, I guess the good way to describe it is it was incredibly safe, right? It didn't yeah. make the, it didn't distract, but it also didn't impress, I guess is yeah, the way I, I would
1: put it. I think it's, I think it's exactly what you're saying, where it's like, this was the best version to do it. The, 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 I don't want to say flaw, but the shortcoming is, is, is just them making a cat game. You're like, okay, right. this is the best way to do this. Um, and it just you know that's just like the drawback of, of of a game where you're playing as a cat and you want it to look very cat like It's the best um, answer to a
2: very hard question
1: right. Um, but as far as the game goes itself, so once I kind of turned that off, once I, I got past like the first chapter and I was like, this is not a platformer. Cause like, you don't even have to push X. You can just hold X right? and he'll, and mm-hmm. which they show you very early on. Well, they, they're like hold X and you'll do multiple hops in a row. That's not true. You can hold X just constantly. When I did my like speed run playthrough, I just held X and R2 the entire game. Yeah. And like, he'll just, he'll just do everything you need him to do. So, so, um, I was talking with my team because I was the only one playing it at first and I was like this isn't like to me it's not really like a, a challenging any sort of platformer to me it's more like journey or inside right it's just you're 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 something traveling through different environments. And it wasn't until I got to the first hub world where I was like, okay, it's not exactly journey because journey doesn't have like hub worlds and stuff like that. But like, that was my biggest, like comparison at the time was it was just like, you're just getting from point A to point B with environmental storytelling. And so at first I think it was kind of like you Dornbush. at first I was like, I don't know where this is going. And I, I'm not exactly sure how much I care but then once you get to the hub worlds and you start talking to the robots you're like okay never mind i care i do care <laughs> uh and by the end if you you know i i the story does get very 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 good um so much to where i messaged tom about it the next day and he just laughed at me but it's okay <laughs> i was like tom this part made me really sad and his response was ha 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 <laughs> tom just revels in my sadness <laughs> well, as we um, all know
0: tom feeds on tears that's his yeah exactly. I, I
1: was just enjoying that you got to the end i don't know yeah yeah <laughs> he's he's the colin robinson of ign He's <laughs> just like so what we do in the shadows reference um But then i i I see you have here in the notes that i'm speed running it that's not true but there is a trophy where you can where Uh, you have to beat the game in under two hours and i i was like let me give this a go so i immediately restarted now i was only playing a few chapters a day right so it took me like i don't know like four or five days to beat this game because i i had a very busy weekend and i was like let me let me do this and so some of the early stuff i kind of forgot some of the puzzles but for the most part i i just blasted through it and like I beat it in like an hour and fifty minutes. I could probably do it again right now and probably do it in like an hour and a half. But no, my overall talk, my overall thoughts are that I really, really, really like the game.
2: <laughs> and I think, I think that speedrun trophy and what you were just saying, or not speedrun, but two hour trophy,
1: yeah. uh,
2: is a testament to kind of one of this game's strongest points, which is like. It gives you a lot of time to just enjoy the world and to just do silly cat things and just look around and see things and experience it that are not necessary in any way to get mm-hmm. to the end or to get that two-hour trophy, but are some of the, the highlights of the game for me, right? Yeah. It was just sort of walking around and meeting people and enjoying that.
1: Yeah, I I made a video and it was like 10 cat things you can do because it weirdly dulls that stuff out. It's like, oh, I can scratch a carpet. Oh, that's hilarious. This serves no purpose other than just like it's fun. And then it was like, now there's a toy on the ground or you can get a bag stuck on your head. And like none of that has anything to do with the game. They're just cat things that you can do. And I was like, OK, these are these are great. And that's why my first playthrough took five hours. And my second playthrough took under two because right. I'm just like taking naps and getting bags stuck on my head and it was awesome <laughs> jada and you?
3: i really yeah. love the uh the bag on the head effect i'm not going to spoil it because it's real it's really great when yeah. it uh happens yeah. um it's good but yes it's it's a lot of fun i really love all the little just the little things that this game does you know like tom says it gives you it really gives the chance the game time to breathe just by going around and just doing random cat
1: things did um, you guys like it's... drink Yes like, oh, yeah. like i would yeah. just drink at places because i'm like the game wants me to drink here. You don't need to drink in that game, mm-hmm. but it's adorable.
0: Yeah. It's um. there's it's, you, you know, you mentioned you can find a toy to play with, but like the whole experience I think is toy-like in the way that it, like it wants you to mess around with the world. It wants you to tinker. It wants you to search. It's the, the nooks and crannies of, of places to meet a funny robot or meet a sad robot or, or help out another robot. Like it wants you to investigate it. and And I think, I forget if you had said this mark on on Twitter or somewhere, but I feel like it it was said somewhere of like, don't try to do that speed run on your first playthrough. Like, mm-hmm. the, so much of the joy of this game, as we've all been saying, is by just naturally exploring it. Is by letting yourself, like a cat, get distracted. Like doing that is where you'll find the mm-hmm. most fun in the world. I think.
3: Yeah. Also, like I was totally. We just showed it on screen, but that was the moment that made me cry. Yeah. Like that's literally tough one. that moment that one's a very tough moment yeah. um so apologies to anybody who saw it um but yeah um you know if you do want a game um i'm gonna go off on a tangent here um hopefully red's got me queued up and given us some time to get it ready If you do want a game where you can play a cat that can jump on command tokyo jungle i couldn't play i didn't get an early code for stray <laughs> so i jumped into tokyo jungle last night and i played tokyo jungle for probably about five or six hours and I unlocked oh, wow. the cat, and I was just going around uh, devouring animals um, and killing other animals in the means so I could survive. And you know, I think I made it fifty-one years as a generation of cats. Um wow. and so it, was, it was a lot of fun. I don't, fun. Um, I don't it,
1: even know what this is.
0: Tokyo Jungle. It's Tokyo a Jungle. it PS3 indie
3: mark. Um, yeah, it's in the it's in the <laughs> PS uh, catalog for premium members, wh- whichever. And I think extra also has the PS3 streaming, right? Or is it just premium? no, just premium premium? So, yeah, if you're a premium user, you can go and play this. But yeah, like you're you start out, you have the choice between a Pomeranian and a deer, um, so an herbivore and a carnivore. Um, and you go around and uh, you have to mark territory, find a mate, eat food, kill other um, animals for said food. Um, and it is very challenging because it's it's a roguelike, so when you die, you start over from scratch, um, in survival mode. But you can also get like clothing that boost your stats and stuff like that. Um, my first couple runs did not last very long. I think I made it maybe like twelve to twenty years. Um, I really didn't get far until I got that fifty, um, that fifty year run on the cats. And at that point, there were was this cat I was running away from hyenas lions and alligators all at once that were chasing me while i was inside of a train um <laughs> it it did not end well for me obviously because that was the year that i died um <laughs> but well, it's a lot of fun were,
0: you were worried that stray was gonna have sad moments it's a brutal looking game I, this game
3: I is very brutal PS3.
0: yeah uh well it turns out you didn't need to wait for the cat game the cat game was there all along uh yep. but yeah t- if you can't play stray i guess play tokyo jungle but um no, going back to to Strayana, I did wanna touch on um one bit of it and and you know, without going into spoilers, I think um story wise we're gonna stay quiet about things. Uh but in general, obviously it's been introduced in a lot of the the trailers forgive me i forgot what that word was i really enjoyed the inclusion of b12 here obviously the cat is a silent protagonist it's not going to talk like you said it's a normal cat so it's not going to suddenly start saying things but the inclusion of b12 as your companion uh who helps translate everything for you adds a layer to it that i think i started to really appreciate the ways in which the cat is helpful to everyone including b12 but like to everyone around it it kind of like creates this wonderful like kindness within the cat that i appreciated
1: Um, It, it also didn't hit me until today that that's just the name of the studio
0: so like. <laughs> B12 yeah for blue 12 yeah it's, a, yeah it's a nice little fun in there Um, mm-hmm. but is there anything else from the I, I suppose world side Tom maybe just to start off with you like whether it's um, were there certain locations or, or certain elements of exploration that, that really stuck with you whether it was you know speaking to the robots or, or the, the way things were constructed I know we talked about obviously how gorgeous this world is but You know anything that really stood out for you
2: it's um it's a very vertical world in a way that a lot of games or most of it is at least the very first kind of town area really is yeah uh, in a way that a lot of games aren't like even this is going to sound weird maybe so stick with me for a sec but like even assassin's creed where you're running through towns and you can climb buildings a lot of the times, you're way, the way you're moving through those worlds is that they're still very wide cities. And when you're climbing, you're sort of climbing horizontally, like diagonally, where you're slowly getting higher and higher and higher until you get up. You're not always, often, just like climbing straight up a wall. You can. I'm not saying you don't, but like, that's not like a lot of the time you're not doing that. This game, I. Th- I was struck in the first world how interesting it is, how often you were just like climbing straight up the sides of buildings and they felt very tall because you are so small within that world. And it, it gives the movement through that city space kind of a very unique flavor compared to a lot of other games with similar sort of movement styles and a different flavor compared to how cities, I feel like cities are often constructed in games
1: yeah
0: yeah no absolutely go ahead mark
1: two two things i wanted to talk about with the world is is to to piggyback off tom's like i the thing i really like about the game is i almost never got lost because it does that really really good environmental thing of Mm -hmm. being like where am i supposed to go and then you see of the billion air conditioners one of them is like kind of yellow and has like streamers on it and you're like oh that's the developer telling me to go that way I was surprised at how little I got lost and then um I also liked and this was during my speedrun playthrough I don't want to spoil the puzzles but when you get to one of the later towns um I love how like out of order you can do things and and how out of order you will end up doing things on your first playthrough it's like on my second playthrough i did them out of order because it just seemed faster to me but on my first playthrough um like for example uh there's a part where you have to get into uh like a store right and there's a guy who's stopping you and so I- i'll you get into that store somehow um solve its little puzzle and then you're like oh there's nothing to do in here why did i even need to-? like there's no there's no secrets there's nothing and then it's only until a little bit later. That somebody is like, hey, I need something, and you're like, that's why I needed to go to that store, and you go back, and now it's kind of like, now you're looking at it a different way, and then you're able to kind of, or like maybe B12 can do something he couldn't do before, right? But the the puzzle itself was getting in there, and I was like, oh, I did that on accident, or you find a collectible w- in the first town. There's a lot of like things you can buy, and I'm like, oh, this guy has like a shop or something like that, and it's like. No, a lot of that is actually, like, it's not optional. You will buy some of those things because that's how you progress. And I just kind of stumbled upon a lot of that and then just got really lucky. The guy was like, I need this. And you're like, I already have that (laughs) because I was just, like, exploring. And I I happened to stumble upon it. And it's, like, it's a very – the The reason I say this is like a really, really good Mark Medina game is it's like, it's just challenging enough to where I'm like, there is that sense of accomplishment, but not so challenging where I'm like, where do I go in this freaking game? Like there was almost never a point where I was like, I don't know where to go. Like when- the game always does a good job of telling you where you need to go through the environment
0: to yeah. the points that you're just making it it doesn't gate you from your curiosity like leading to things right. like i i mm-hmm. the other half of that puzzle where you need to get the other item i did that before i knew that puzzle was going to even exist as a thing i just thought it was a side yep. quest sort of thing so yeah mm-hmm. but it it didn't impact the game in a bad way it just was like oh i had that curiosity to go follow that path earlier on and then i just get rewarded by already having completed it later it didn't prevent you from doing that it, it has a really good sense of that and to your point of like the the world design one thing that really struck me especially in that first area that i started to notice was they do the thing of not only just you know great i think like color mapping of the world and color design to lead your eye to places naturally especially with lighting of things is, is a really great source of that but um you know they put either like barbed wire or spikes on places you obviously can't go to and mm-hmm. so it sort of trains yourself to be like, oh, I can't go on the those X, you know, number of hanging things from a from a storefront or from a building because they clearly if I jumped on it, I would get hurt. So it's just not even a, a question to look over there. Um, and it trains you to look for the places you can go in, in really smart and clever ways.
1: Um, well, and it was it was really cool when I did my second playthrough, because then when <laughs> I got to certain towns, I would just run and like basically trigger certain events that I knew I would need later and so i was just like it made me very interested in like for one how are other people solving these things are they finding them on accident and for two i kind of am excited to see speed runs for this game because i am i'm interested to see what people are 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 going to be smart enough to like let's do these things before we continue on i will say though uh for speed running to be really good with this game you need to be able to skip cutscenes. There's way there's too many cutscenes that like stop your momentum that I'm like even on my second playthrough I was like I'm just like tapping the X button because I'm just like, all right, let me go. Let me do this.
0: Another thing, <laughs> thing they can add in easily post launch hopefully. Um yeah. but on that note I, I do have a sort of last question for you, Mark. Uh did you get that Chase trophy yet?
1: No. 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 I, okay. I, I I'm done. I tried yeah, again earlier fine. today uh and I got past that like little tiny alleyway part. For co- for context, uh, it was just on the screen, but the very first chase through the zerks, there's a trophy to not get touched by them at all. And it's you you can figure it out. You understand what you're supposed to do, but sometimes a Zerk will just kind of jump from off-screen and just land on you. And you can reload the chapter or not, lo- you reload the checkpoint, but it's just slow enough that it's annoying on PS5. Like you do it and it's like a full 10 seconds until it restarts again. If I could just like restart it, I'd be good. But I'm like, I have to just like sit there and wait. Um, no, I the tried trophies- it for like an hour yesterday and that's when I messaged you. And then I tried it a little bit again today, and I was just like, I I don't care about this. So no, I will not be getting the Cattenum trophy. For this uh, game, fair enough. Um, I do not care. I do not want to hate the game by grinding <laughs> that trophy over and over. So, Tom,
0: what were you saying? Well,
2: there's the trophy list seems like a legit challenge for this one. Doesn't feel like they pulled their punches.
0: There's some tougher. Like you do need to pretty much complete all the side quests. There's an early side quest mm-hmm. for collecting a certain number of uh, music pages. They're, some of them are pretty well hidden. Like it's not easy well, like, to necessarily I, stumble. I guess upon I should
2: say it also is like is just a list that makes you go out of your way, right? Like there's yes. one that's, yeah. that's like take a nap for an hour is one of the trophies, yeah. right? Yeah. Like you can, you're not just gonna like get that on your first playthrough or whatever.
1: <laughs> it, it's it's one like that. I might I might just do just for fun, like just yeah. turn it on and then just like walk away sure
3: um, it does I actually I, say, I actually dinged that one ahead. earlier today on my first playthrough um because i so I, yeah. I started it this morning and i played for a bit and i was like okay i gotta get to work and I, I was at a spot where i could nap so i just napped and let it go with the the musician playing music for a bit so it
0: creates a like very good like chill beats to study to vibe mm-hmm. for a little yeah. bit if, if totally <laughs> down. like th- that is one thing worth saying um you know the music sheet part of it aside the score is really nice i i really yeah. think it, it oh adds the music great it's it's a really gorgeous um undercurrent of the emotional like seriousness of it. it it takes the world and the threats around you very seriously but it's also very hopeful in many ways it's it's a really pretty score
1: i um, edited tom's review and i uh as editor at igm we kind of have a choice to either if the if if the person producing the videos like here use this music you're like fine if not we have like a website that we pay for that we can use like a whole library of music and so if you're not provided music as an editor you can go to that website and that's how that's how we do it um but for this I was like I gotta I, I gotta, make it a point to actually get the, the straight music in there because it's so good and I was like this video just like needs it so I went and captured some specifically for the review because I was like it's it's too good to not show
0: I also single-handedly or, produced all of the music on that website that you would have to choose oh from and a lot of it's gosh. not great. Yeah. Like hundreds <laughs> of
1: thousands of songs.
0: What else am I going to do in my free time? Um, uh, another thing worth just briefly mentioning before we wrap up, uh, since we're talking about the game on PlayStation, uh, the DualSense integration. Uh, oh, yeah. The... Uh, you know, triggers are used for on the scratching elements. You can sort of feel the resistance of the scratching as you're going. Uh, when you're sleeping or meowing, because of course there's a dedicated meow button worth mentioning. Uh, you do feel a little bit of the purr, especially during the sleeping. Yep. You you kind of feel it resonate the purr. The meow also comes out of the speaker as well. Uh, there's little other touches here and there. I think you know we've mentioned some of the environmental interactions like drinking uh, water. You know, from a bowl that you'll find or things like that. You'll feel a little bit of it in the dual sense. It's nothing crazy or mind-blowing but it's a nice additive basically you know putting you into the paws of a cat more here are some of the feelings but did anyone have any
1: strong for the, for the triggers it's just the scratching right i didn't feel anything i else.
0: think so i think it's just the triggers from my memory
1: yeah i tom, can't I can't remember the triggers reacting to anything else yeah, other than the scratching
0: carpets doors furniture and whatnot tom were yeah. you going to mention something though
2: yeah um, I didn't mention the dual sense stuff in my review because I think it is neither a plus nor a minus, right? Like it it's is just minor. like a, It's a yeah. thing. Um, yep. I I would say overall I wasn't like I was a little let down because they kind of made a point of mentioning that they were going to use the dual sense and it like like the I didn't think that the tr- like it was implemented in a particularly impressive way. Like the scratching is like it basically just adds a bunch of resistance to the triggers, mm-hmm. which like doesn't really like put like it's not doing i feel like a cat (laughs) yeah like it's it's, it's not doing anything close to what astros was doing where it was like oh this feels like this sensation right it just sort of like used a little bit more of what the dual sense can do which is cool i'm all for more developers actually using that stuff but it reminded me more of like those games on nintendo 3ds that just like had 3d but didn't really need it and didn't use like and you usually just like turn that off right like it was that it's that sort of inter- implementation where it's like yeah it's nice that they tried it but like i would like to see developers if they're gonna kind of talk it up like actually m- make it a little bit more involved that's all yeah, Honestly, it conti- the
0: snoring was my favorite. Like the-, yeah, <laughs> the purring of it was yeah. the best. Yeah. The purring when you're sleeping
2: is nice. That's like a very fun sort of integration to it, but uh, yeah, like the scratching I didn't think was like, like I don't know, just adding resistance to the triggers didn't like make it feel like scratching or anything.
1: It It continues to be like a first party kind of thing, right? Like first yeah. party exclusives where it's like Ratchet, it's like every five seconds you're getting reminded that in a good way, that, you know, you're holding this, like, cool piece of tech, right? Where yeah. it's, like, this is just right in line with any other, like, third-party game, like, they're making it for PC as well, and the game's also for PS4, and so it's just kind of like, yep, it's, there's some stuff there, but yeah, whatever.
0: but <laughs> overall, a, a really fun, uh, surprisingly deep experience, you know, emotionally, yeah. and I think, like, world uh, something that all of us who have beaten it really enjoyed Jada. You're, you're still planning to beat it. You're enjoying it so far along the way as well.
3: Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm excited to finish it. I'll probably wrap it up tonight and then awesome. go back to Tokyo Jungle. Who knows?
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, really recommend everyone going out. As we said, it's not a particularly long game as well. So if you're a PS Plus subscriber and you have it, like, go check it out. You can easily beat it in... A weekend, even perhaps an mm-hmm. evening. Uh, it I think it took most of us just around five hours or so to to beat it on the first right. way through. And um, real real quickly on length, yes. I
2: will say because this was a topic that came up.
0: Yeah, uh, I have reviewed a lot of short
2: games. I have reviewed a lot of Annapurna short games. Even Stray feels like a great length
3: for yes. what it is yeah. and what
2: it's doing. It does not feel too short, right? Yeah, it, no. it it just it it's just a good length for the game yeah I, I just wanted to put that out there I, yeah. I think five hours is it can be perceived as short and definitely is short for some other types of games like rpgs or whatever yeah this doesn't feel like a short game it's just a good length
0: no yeah mm-hmm. it, it totally feels like it, it tells the story it wants to it explores what it wants to i think obviously you can kind of see potential in exploring it more throughout it but in sure. terms of like what they were going for here i totally yeah it, it doesn't outstay its welcome and in fact encourages you to stay as long as you want to in its world like in, in right. that exploration and everything so yeah it's, it's something go ahead Mark
1: it's got a lot of chapters which was kind of nice about yeah. it in, in in my like four and a half hours I, I, I didn't count how many well and I don't want to spoil how many chapters are anyways but it's got a lot of chapters where each chapter is like kind of different it kind of has its like own theme and so it's kind of I think that's kind of how I like where I agree with Tom is it's like I feel like it was a really good length because the chapters were, the game was always giving you something different to do. And right. there's a lot of that. There was never a time where it's like, you're just like, man, this is just kind of dragging on. It was like the, the moment you're tired of something it's over. <laughs> right. So it's like, um, that's the game's always propelling you uh to do something new. And that, that's what I liked about it. Yeah.
0: It's, it's really smart about its pacing. It's really a sweet, Beautiful game that we, I, I think, pretty wholeheartedly recommend you go check out and, yeah. and hope everyone out there enjoys. Um, But yeah, those are our thoughts on Stray. Hope everyone out there who's jumped in already is enjoying it as well. Uh, and, and yeah, if you've been playing, let us know your thoughts right into beyond.ign.com. You can leave a comment, of course, on the YouTube video uh, version of this show. But yeah, let us know what you're thinking of Stray uh as the big sort of ps plus the first new playstation plus debut day and date sort of release i i hope we get more like this i think it's a really cool opportunity to get such a, a cool game out to so many people and, and hope we see that more in the future
1: yeah uh, i'm curious how many yeah. people are upgrading their playstation pluses for that i went to coffee with my friend this morning and i was like are you gonna get stray and he's like mm-hmm, you yeah, maybe and i was like Don't you have PlayStation Plus? And he's like, oh, I have the first tier. I I don't know what it's called. Essential, maybe? Essential. And uh and I was like, dude, just like upgrade because like even if you upgrade for like a month, you get stray. Like, it's kind of worth it. So I'm I'm curious how many people either like are canceled their pre-orders maybe like i i think the game i think you could have pre-ordered it so i wonder if anybody like canceled it or at least canceled their plans on buying it or upgraded their their service to be able to like you know essentially play it for free as free as upgrading a service would be
0: (laughs) yeah i believe it costs 30 normally and so you Mm -hmm. can subscribe to a couple months of playstation plus for that very price and and get this plus you know hundreds of other games yeah i am curious go
1: ahead if you already have essential, how much does it cost to upgrade, I wonder? Like it's gotta oh, be like yeah. a few dollars, right?
0: Probably not a ton, yeah, at least for a single month. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I am curious if people out there feel like day and date releases like this would get you to subscribe more if it's something that you feel like needs to be there. Obviously first party not included, but like third-party games indie games would a steady stream of day one releases is that something you're hoping for is that something you expect to be there after this being there on the first month sort of like what are your anticipations of that uh let us know in the comments or beyond at ign.com Uh, But moving on from there, we do have some responses from people from last week uh, from a prompt from Mark. But before we get there, I do want to read a quick memory card story because it's a great one that I want to make sure we have time for. And memory card is, of course, our weekly segment where you, the viewers and listeners at home, write in with your funny, happy, weird, sad, wacky, whatever memories of your PlayStation and gaming life. And we read them on the show. You can send in yours to beyond at IGN.com with the subject line memory card. And we'll read them each week like we are from this week from Glenn. Glenn wrote in, said, long-time listener and fan, many moons ago, when I was 15, I had a girlfriend, and we both fell in love playing Jack and Daxter, the Precursor Legacy, on my PS2. Um, she would come over to my house, and we would spend hours laughing and trying to get through the game. Uh, over the next three years, our love of gaming and each other grew, and we spent many hours playing all the PS2 games we could get our hands on. Unfortunately, when I turned 18, I moved abroad uh, for an apprenticeship, and she went to university in England, and we drifted apart, and I never saw her again. I'm now 35, and about a year ago, after recently splitting up from a long-term relationship, I was invited to a friend's wedding. I was at the bar getting some drinks when I turned around and did a double-take at a beautiful woman who stood near me. I said, hi, is that you, Uh, foolishly, and she smiled and said, hi, Glenn. I was shocked and excited all at once. After discussing life and the meaning of the universe, I found out she was single, still loved gaming, and we both had a PS4 and PS5. We organized the catch-up slash date and ended up, amongst other things, playing It Takes Two. Since then, we have played games like Fortnite, Elden Ring, which I needed her help on for some bosses, and many more great co-op games together. We have now moved in together and are greatly in love, and our love for gaming, amongst many other things, has brought back those fond memories of us together as teens, loving our PS2, and looking forward to great new games to play in our life together. Uh, we personally can't wait for God of War Ragnarok, of course. All the best and keep up the good work on the number one PlayStation and TV series podcast from Glenn. Uh, and I just uh, thought that was a sweet story of love, of Jack and Daxter bringing people together through time. It's incredible. PlayStation, you ever... <laughs> uh,
3: hit hit this guy up and get the rights to the story and make a movie of this, because this has rom-com <laughs> written all over it. Like, this needs to be a PlayStation movie. Like, Sony. It, get, if get you ever
1: needed the link <laughs> Jack and Daxter and It Takes Two together, this is it
3: yeah
0: this is the six degrees <laughs> of it takes two and jack and daxter uh but no i thought it was a very sweet story uh i appreciate uh glenn you sharing that story with us and and congrats to you both on on rekindling that romance hopefully maybe you've gone back to jack and daxter and played the ps4 ports i don't know uh you know just celebrate your love together but congrats to to you both on, on finding each other uh once that's- again and thank you so much
2: that's a great story when I was in high school, I went on a I took someone on a first date to see the movie Juno. Ooh, which is great, like a great, very movie. questionable first date movie. Yeah, and I wonder if it takes two is the video game version of Juno in terms of first date games. I would yeah, it's. A... I would like respect to you, and I'm glad it worked out, and I'm glad you had fun. But I would not want to play that game on a first
0: date. At the very least, they knew each other. It was sort of a. Yeah. re it but was, yes, there was a relationship a already. One.
3: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: What if we played this game about divorce? Yeah. <laughs> that was yeah. Our first yeah. Date.
3: I mean, Um, to be fair, he had just gone through a separation, so like maybe she had just as well, and so maybe it was—it was cathartic.
1: Let's yeah, it could
3: have. Yeah,
0: Juno as a first date sounds awesome.
1: (laughs) <laughs> that's, 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 that sounds like a great first date tom ate nothing not but long. orange tic tacs for a year after that <laughs> date.
2: Just, yeah to be clear my choice was far worse
3: <laughs> oh man
0: yeah speaking of i guess right in with your first date best choice movie or video game what what is the best first date date video game to play together yeah Uh, let us know at beyond at ign.com and i would love to read some of those on a a future episode
1: i can't wait to see what people write it yeah
0: and i need i need an explanation you can't just name the game i need to know why you think it's the best first date game to play
1: together god award 2 for ps2 (laughs) um
0: Anyway, thank you so much, Glenn, for writing in. If you want to write in with your memory card story, write into Beyond at IGN.com, and we'll continue to read them uh, on the show. Thank you so much to everyone who's written as well. We have some fun ones to read coming up, some wonderful ones to read. Uh, but yeah, please keep sending those in. Uh, before we wrap up on things, I do want to briefly mention, as I said, uh, Mark, you you set the pion- the peon, the podcast beyond fan base ablaze.
1: I know a question. That was a mistake or no, it wasn't a mistake. No, we got some great answers. That was a happy accident. I'm still getting tweets every day. Yeah. Uh, I love one of these will. where, where yeah. so, oh, The question was Who has a PS5 And hasn't played Last of Us So they're going to play the, the Last of Us remake And there's so many people That were just like I'm that person I'm like There's <laughs> so many of you Actually it sounds yeah, like Yeah on, on I'm that a, very I'm day I'm a dummy for asking
0: <laughs> Well no I, We have some Some great responses to read But on that day Yeah I got several people Especially the day The, the game went gold who were like Yep I never got to play The original And this is where I'm going to play it For the first time And, and that is is something Great. a lot of people are looking forward to. But yeah, just to read a few uh, that came into beyond at IGN.com. Thank you to everyone who wrote in. Uh, Sean said, I had a PS2, didn't get another PlayStation until the very end of the PS4 generation. In the interim, I had already heard the story threads from the game and had friends who spoiled the twist, so I didn't bother picking it up. I'll play the remastered version, but only when it's on sale. I assume they mean the remake version, but uh, yeah. Jay yeah. said, after hearing the latest episode, I want to give a short comment on that. I may be a four-leaf clover here, but I have never played The Last of Us or 2. But I own both of them and also own them on both PS4 and PS5, uh, the ones released so far at least. Being a seasoned dad gamer, uh, to uh, the dad of several gamers, uh, I just haven't found time to devote to this. I have remained spoiler-free on the overall storyline thus far. How I've done that though is tough, but I think I will finally dive in with uh, this new version. Uh, P.S. never finished uh, the Uncharted hold on, series. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yes. You
1: yeah. said being a seasoned dad gamer to spawned gamers. Why did you skip that? It's such I a just, great I line. Did, I,
0: was, <laughs> I, I just was reading. I just went by it. I apologize. It's um, so funny. Anyway, also said never finished any of the Uncharted series other than one. Uh, I play almost all Xbox and PlayStation major releases, those just got away from me. Uh, my other biggest gaming shame is I have never played a,
3: a Mass Effect game fully. But yes, I oh a camera. Oh god.
1: Well, <laughs> don't even get me started. The a... Last
3: of Us and and your um, which well, Uncharteds before you dive into Mass Effect. You'll yeah, get through Unch- them in about the same length as a Uncharted's
1: Mass Effect, great. Yeah. Mass Effect I very famously have never like of uh, the only one I've played is Andromeda and I I tried playing the remasters right. when they came out and I got halfway through the first one and was very bored.
3: Well, I planned uh... the first one and couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't get I couldn't work up the the energy to play two or three after i the first one so i'm going yeah, to eventually uh, but i it's didn't just... platinum
1: anything
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh frank also said just a quick one to say that i am the guy that mark is talking about uh made me laugh while listening to the podcast earlier and i had to write in i've been a massive playstation fan since i was a kid and always try to get the new generation of console uh early i was lucky enough to secure a ps5 pre-order from my local game store. And I've previously tried to get into TLU, but it never clicked with me. Tried on PS3 and lasted about an hour before I got bored with it. Tried again on PS4 and quickly gave up again. Maybe this new PS5 version will be the one. Always felt like I've been the odd one out uh, of every gamer seems to love the game, but I've never felt it. Just thought I'd let you know there is at least one big PlayStation fan that hasn't played The Last of Us. And I think, you know, speaking to that, that, that's just the reality. Not every game is for everyone, even something that you hear is very well acclaimed like i think you know just speaking to that a second ago with mentioning mass effect not Mm -hmm. everyone on the panel loves mass effect but it's a beloved game franchise and this you know don't ever feel bad that you don't love the game that other people love that's the -hmm. whole point and great thing about there being so many games
1: i've never heard anyone say they like Effect.
0: right (laughs) Oh definitely no one that's gonna
3: that's gonna be
1: in the (laughs) comment section
0: (laughs) that's that's clipped out of the show um but yeah (laughs) uh thank you to everyone who wrote in responded and put mark in his place and proved him wrong um but yeah no we appreciate everyone writing in about that i think yeah definitely let us know your thoughts on on sort of the ps plus side of things and uh your i genuinely want them your first date best video game choices um,
2: <laughs> what have I done
0: with that said though I uh, just to briefly wrap up uh, if anyone has recommendations quickly we did get a question in from Callum who wrote into beyondIGN.com and said hey guys I'm Callum from the UK love the podcast I was lucky enough to get a PS5 day one and I love it I play most genres of games however one that seems quite daunting to get into for me is RPGs I love open world games and story or combat focused games I was wondering if you could help me out and ease me into the world of RPGs by recommending me your favorites uh, obviously this is a very big question is especially because most games these days have RPG elements to them to a certain degree. Callum that chances hurts. are if you've played many open world games or I even can't. combat focus games, you've played something that's a bit RPG ish. So you've already got a head start, but I mean, just like in general, someone thinking of getting into RPGs, does anyone have something off the top of their head? Jada, you're, you're doing a real big thinking face. Do you have a, a thought? Yeah. Or... I
3: mean, there's so many that you can jump into. Um, I would say right off the bat, uh, probably probably, Final Fantasy VII uh, remake. I feel like that's a really good place to start. It's got that kind of more actiony um, focus. It's got a great story, great graphics, and it's got a you know it's got a whole history behind it. We've got two more games to, that are coming out to look forward to, so that's a good place to start. Um, if you want something a little bit more slower paced, turn based, uh, fi- go with the Final Fantasy X um, and XII remaster. That's a- another great place to start in the Final Fantasy um, history of games. Um, and if you want something that's more actiony, fast pace, uh, "Tales of Arise." I'm playing that, mm-hmm. and that is a lot of fun. It's a really good, deeper um, system, as well as and Persona Five. I can't not mention Persona Five, but I'm sure Tom and Jonathan will talk more about that one.
0: <laughs> Tom, you're, you're you're deep in thought as well. Is there anything? Obviously, of course, we can talk about Persona, but anything else that comes to mind for you?
2: Persona Five is the one I was going to recommend for turn based for sure. Um... It's tricky because the word RPG is so wide, right? Yeah. Like, I would highly recommend if you're looking for a Western RPG, either, literally either of the Divinity Original Sin games, I think are really good and pretty accessible entry points into that genre. Um, of, like, the top-down Western RPGs. I think those are on console. I think,
0: I'm pretty sure. Yes. Yes. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. And, i played two on PS4.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I would ag- <laughs> I would agree with Final Fantasy VII Remake if you're looking for more action-focused JRPG kind of style. But also, I don't necessarily know if I would consider that a good entry point if the reason you're put off by RPGs is story stuff. Mm. Because I think that that is a very hard entry point if you have never played a JRPG before, story-wise specifically. Gameplay yes. wise I think it is a phenomenal entry point. But yeah, so de- depending just to, depending on what is keeping you away from it or what feels daunting, that's that's the only thing I'd say on
1: that.
0: Yeah, totally. Mark anything from your end come to mind?
1: No, I yeah, All right, RPGs fair are <laughs> <laughs> RPGs are such that's it, so broad, right? Like Persona, Divinity and Assassin's Creed valhalla are all rpgs right like they're, they're basically <laughs> it's the same so, game it's yeah, so it's like identical it's so like it's such a broad term right so <laughs> uh now just whatever well, they said this one
0: that that's why i think callum like don't be dissuaded from jumping in rpgs especially if you've played one of the recent Assassin's it sounds Creed. like
1: it sounds like he wants what they're recommending right when somebody yes yeah because like you said if he's playing a video game there's a good chance he's playing an rpg right and yeah. so it's like because it's just like that's just how it is right and so it's like i think he's looking for something kind of like that you
0: more know? into the genre
1: yeah yeah exactly um live alive comes out soon but you said ps5 so that doesn't yeah. really count but okay. like that's like ultra rpg yeah, <laughs> you know. but I
0: think all those recommendations work really great. Yeah, I will of course always put the recommendation behind Persona 5 Royal, which is uh, I guess the PS5 version of it is quote unquote coming out uh, in October as well. But you can play the PS4 version and it's still great. Uh, and then go listen to Take Your Time while you're at it while you play. um But uh yeah, Persona 5 Royal is a really really great one if you're looking for a turn based one. I've I've never played it, but I've also heard great things about Dragon Quest XI.
3: Yes, um, yeah. that's another amazing one for Turn based. Yes, yeah, highly recommend Dragon Quest eleven.
0: I've always been meaning to get to that one and Tales of Arise as well. I, I've I've heard great uh, stuff about that too. But yeah, there's definitely if you look at sort of like the Square Enix side of things, you probably will find a few pretty good options there. Square and Atlas and whatnot. Um, and if
2: you just want to jump into the deep end and go buck wild, Valkyria Chronicles four.
0: <laughs> you do love that one,
2: yeah. I, I love the Valkyria Chronicles games.
0: Yeah. Are they all available on modern console or no?
2: I think I it's don't... just one and four, right? One and four, two and three, I believe, are PSP games. Three, I'm not even sure if it has a Western release. I've always been fuzzy on that.
0: Okay, cool.
1: <laughs> but um... four
2: four is four is the most accessible point at this point, mm-hmm. if you're brand new to it and just want to like play a game because they're disconnected to each other except for the overarching plot.
0: Gotcha, uh, and I also think I most of the series. I think some of them are on PlayStation, but the Trails series is also a really beloved yeah. one. I think that's like if you're really wanting to get into hardcore uh, RPG territory, we do have a wonderful guide on IGN of how to get into the Trail series. By uh, Justin Davis, wrote that if you're if you're interested in jumping into that one. But yeah, there's a lot of really great ground to go into if you want something a little bit more RPG focused than probably some of the stuff you've played. But Hopefully that leaves you with a, with a few games to try out and definitely let us know what you enjoy, uh, Callum, if and when you play them. But yeah, if you have a question you would like to ask the panel, write into beyond at IGN.com as well, and we'll answer them on the show when we can. But uh, that's going to pretty much do it for us on this week's episode. Uh, before we wrap up, uh, Mark, anything you want to plug? I know you've been working on some fun stray stuff, but that and yep. and anything else you want to talk about?
1: No, just stray stuff. Everybody's going to Comic-Con, so I'm just, like, video editor person. That's why I'm just <laughs> editing reviews, and I'm working on another review tomorrow. And so, um, yeah, stray stuff, and then nothing personally for me, probably for the rest of the week. So, yeah. Yay. Stray. Cool. Enjoy.
0: Jada, uh, anything you want to shout out? For-
3: uh, we still have our uh, photo mode is still up and accepting submissions, so it's a uh, flame on is the, is the theme uh send us those best fiery photos um we've got a lot of people who've already submitted i'm excited to build the next uh slideshow highlighting all of our community sending in their photos awesome that's on ign.com yes and yeah
0: there have been some amazing contributions to the past one so if you're a listener and and want to submit yours go ahead and do that because it's really great to see all of the amazing uh virtual photography that happens uh tom anything else on your end obviously the stray review everyone should go check out anything else you want to shout out
2: we already talked about that so instead i will recommend this game isn't on playstation but i would be shocked if it doesn't come to playstation at some point uh, uh go read simon Cardi's review of power wash simulator because <laughs> his title for it is good clean fun and if that doesn't sell you i don't know what will
0: it's always good mm. yeah anytime simon reviews a game it's you're in for a good time <laughs> Um, Well, yeah, with that said, I also want to shout out uh, between episodes on last Friday, I put up my latest art of the level. Uh, This is on Returnal's Derelict Citadel. If you haven't played Returnal, don't watch it. (laughs) <laughs> I know that's a weird introduction, but don't watch it because it's very spoiler-focused. It's very focused on a major story beat in the game. Don't do that. But if you have played Returnal, if you've beaten the Derelict Citadel, uh, please go watch it. Please go check it out. Obviously, I know a lot of uh, newcomers to the game happened with it coming to PS Plus uh, and that revival this month. Uh, but this was a really wonderful uh, video doc to put together with uh, some of the Housemark team. We did four interviews with that team, and, and they gave us some, you know, really great stories about how that level came together, story choices, gameplay choices, mechanical stuff. Uh, Another wonderful video edit from Pat Coughlin, who is uh, our wonderful video editor for that series in general. Uh, Just a really, really uh, great couple of interviews I was I was fortunate enough to do and I hope you go check out the final video and if you enjoy that series I have a few other PlayStation related are the levels on some other very big PlayStation games coming soon uh the 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 videos are coming soon not that the games are coming soon they're older PlayStation games uh but I hope you'll check them out and I hope you'll enjoy them because they're a lot of fun to put together Uh, But with that said, that's going to wrap us up for this week's episode of Beyond. Thank you, Mark, Jada, and Tom, for joining me on this week's episode. You can find us all on Twitter. I'm at J.M. Dorenbush. Mark is at Mark underscore Medina. Jada is at Jada underscore rena, And Tom is at Tom R. Marks. Thank you to Red, our producer, as always, for making the show happen and making all that incredible B-roll happen behind the scenes. And, of course, thank you to everyone out there for listening and watching. We hope you're doing well. We hope you're staying safe. And, as always, Beyond.
1: Beyond.
2: Beyond. Beyond.